All right, man. Welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is episode 565. Jason Lindgren is with me and Clive DeCarl returns. Uh, you can use the search function as a logged in member to find all the past episodes with Clive. There are a lot of them. Anyhow, we're going to talk about things that we normally talk about with Clive. We have a number of things that I, I think in your part of the world, Clive, these things are really starting to be very censored. As a matter of fact, I recently was looking for a holistic doctor in Rhode Island. A search engine was almost useless. I literally had to tap doctors that I knew uh, to get a decent referral to a holistic physician or actually doctor in the state of Rhode Island. But anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a rather pleasant good morning. It seems that the things that we're talking about here in certain parts of the world are becoming number one on the censorship hit list. Um, anyhow, welcome, Clive. What do you think about that? Well, thank you very much for having me again. And certainly in the UK and Europe, censorship is, you know, coming towards complete, I would say. It's uh, really quite ludicrous. No, it's past the point of ridiculousness. It's not going to be long before you try to find vitamin C and you won't be able to do it. It's literally getting that bad. But anyhow, we're going to jump in with you on a conference you attended on longevity. So let's start there. Yes. So in December, there's the annual longevity conference in Las Vegas, which is the largest in the world. And there was so much to do. There were five conferences basically going on at once. But I soon discovered that the exhibition hall was way more exciting than the conference itself. And there were over 400 exhibitors there. So you know, spend three days just looking around. It was a three-day conference. And um, I was hoping that I might see one of these fabled med beds. I think a lot of people have probably seen these very sci-fi looking, uh, I think, mock-ups of incredible, fantastic looking machines, which are meant to cure the whole body, which they call med beds. But there was nothing like it. So then I started looking for, well, okay, the Tesla devices are incredible, you know, invented in the 1890s. Is there a new version that is using either a different technology or newer, greater, more powerful technology? And no, again, there was nothing there. All the most powerful pain relief uh, devices were still using basic Tesla technology inside. Then I started looking at the bioresonance devices and something really funny happened. I was on this stand, and it, it was probably the, the best-looking bioresonance device I'd seen. It, it really looked very, very lovely. And uh, the lady started talking to me about it. She said, yeah, it's amazing. You know, uh, you get the results in less than a minute, well, seconds, actually. But, of course, uh, most practitioners choose 45 minutes as their treatment time. I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, you know, obviously it's computerized, so the, the results are pretty much instant. But uh, you've got to earn a living, haven't you? I was shocked, actually. Really quite shocked. Clive, just to jump in for a second, you're, you're looking for a med bed, and that's been coming up a lot lately. Is this like supposedly this magical space age thing where you get on the bed and whatever's wrong with you is identified and dealt with? Is that the idea? That is exactly the idea, and I didn't see anything remotely like it. There were some incredible things, however. I actually bought a device while I was out there, which works with pulsed pressure waves. And basically, you sit on one of those chairs, I think they call them anti-gravity chairs, and they, you know, it's just lightweight chairs, and you just lean back, and you know, your feet go up in the air, and your head goes down. You know, comfortable. And you put on some headphones, and 
you can if you want monitor your heart rate and various other things if you choose to. Anyway, when it starts off, you feel these pulse pressure waves, and there are 16 pulse generators built into the chair. And to start with, you feel like you're floating. Then, then you feel like you're floating downwards as though you're slipping off the chair. But if you hold on to the rest of the chair, you realize you're not moving at all. It just feels like it. Then the frequency changes, you start moving in the other direction. You feel like you're moving upwards, and then it stops. And when it stops, you sort of fall into this space. If you can imagine a really deep, relaxing, meditative space where suddenly, if you like, the world has gone quiet. And um, it's rather fantastic. And what it does is it rebalances the nervous system. I've tried it on, on various people once I go back to the UK. And um, every single person wants another go immediately. It's just, you know, everybody loves this sensation. And you can set it for hour-long meditations. You can set it uh, for five minutes for sleep. You can set it for five minutes to energy. And uh, dozens of other programs you can set it for. There are ones for children where they feel like they're landing a spaceship on some planet. And, uh, you know, super interesting thing. Is that tech people can get a hold of, and or is it like out of the price range for most people? They're ten thousand dollars, so more suited perhaps to a clinic than uh, at home. But if people have got the money, then it's called Shift Wave. Shift Wave, hmm. and uh, long enough uh, to give it a long-term assessment as to, you know, am I going to use it over time for a long period of time, or is it a bit of a novelty? I'm not quite sure at the moment, but, you know, people feel, you know, the various different effects it's meant to do, you know, invigorated or relaxed, you know, that sort of thing. So that was interesting. And this is a chair. It's basically all built into a chair. Exactly. Yeah. You know, going back to the med bed, I've been seeing a lot of claims lately about the idea of a med bed and their claims are that the elites have them. What's the movie, Jason? I'm guessing it's uh, it's the Ridley Scott movie. Is it? Prometheus, where they have kind of an example of the med bed. Yeah, there's that one. There's the one with Matt Damon that's in like a, a dark future. There's a bunch of uh, sci-fi movies that use that concept. Oh, that's right. The one where the people live Elysium, in the sky, I like think. that old Star Trek episode. They have the med beds, but there's a lot of claims going around that these things exist. And it's funny to me that you were actually looking to see if you could find one. So you clearly think they exist. No, 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 I would have been doubtful from the start, ah. but uh, I'm curious and, you know, it could well be that the elites have them, who knows? You know, in my mind's eye, I've always suspected that at the highest reaches, they have frequency devices, uh, a bit like the chair you're describing, because if you logically break down everything we've studied, even the supplements or, or, or say what Fortune's doing uh, with these remedies, it's basically about a vibration isn't it? And we've interviewed people where they were librarying, say, the vibration rate of a human liver and these kinds of things. And that's when it occurred to me that really, if you could go in and get a liver or a heart or any other thing to the proper vibration, it seems to me that you'd be on the path to healing. I mean, what do you think about those ideas? Well, uh, you know, Royal Raymond Reich, before he got sabotaged, uh, one of the customers for his frequency machines was the king of England. And uh, they might still be using it now. They were made to last. So uh, 
you know, I, I, I believe, well, I know because of using Tesla devices that frequency is so incredibly powerful and it's been written out of history because Big Pharma wants to make money and frequency devices don't. You know, the fact that Ridley Scott put the med bed in his movie Prometheus uh, makes me think there's something to it. It wasn't too long ago, Jason, that we covered. He was his involvement. What was it? The 1984 commercial? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. And then a little bit before that in 83, in other words, Ridley Scott's pretty plugged in guy. And I think if people like him that represent what he represents, uh, put things in movies, I think you're, you're getting an echo at least of some reality. Hard to know how on spot it is, but did you have anything else from the uh, conference that you wanted to cover, Clive? Well, I learned an awful lot and I've been, if you like, given a lot of research to do to try and figure out what really, what are the, the highlights from it. And by the next show, I will have worked, really worked through it all. I brought back brochures about six inches high and um, there are a number of new devices uh, along the lines of partially what a medbed might do. And I've been looking at uh, starting a clinic, actually, uh, here in England with the latest technology. And I spent two 12-hour periods in a system where you sit in a room with frequencies blasted at you. And uh, what I noticed sleeping in there twice was that my sleep was better than it's ever been. I, I can't remember sleeping so soundly uh, but for some people they're reporting bodily repairs of all types you know pain and tumors you name it but at the moment i'm i'm still looking into it i've been now i think probably 30 hours total maybe 36 hours total at various times in, in within the chamber that these devices operate from again next time i'll, I'll be able to give you a, a better report on that well, you're an individual that doesn't carry a smartphone, and if I'm not mistaken, you don't have Wi-Fi in your home, right? Correct. So I'm facing that now. Uh, my wife has been diagnosed by a holistic person that she's sensitive to these things, which isn't surprising because she's part Cherokee. And so I'm bringing down my devices, and I'm guessing you know, when you go into an environment like you're describing, you're not surrounded by all the you know, the garbage, the garbage signals that we're all surrounded by. And um, I'm not sure how they arrive. I mean, do you know how they're arriving at the frequencies that they're surrounding you with? Is this old like Tesla ideas or Raymond Rife ideas? Do you have any idea? No, I don't really know. Uh, I've looked into how can you protect yourself. Moving to the country is obviously ideal. I haven't yet seen proof that any of the devices which claim to harmonize your frequencies, you know, to protect you against, you know, these frequencies that are so, so all pervasive, can't do anything about them. So it's a question of, there are many devices out there which claim to protect you, but have you come across anything that works that anybody's talked about? Yeah, I'm all about the frequency thing. My, my problem is for me, this whole thing right now, and we're right on the cusp, but it's a bit like the Zodiac and people are going to probably get upset with what I'm going to say, but I'm sorry. It's it's where I'm at. How do you prove the first degree of Aries? I don't think you can do it. Maybe I shouldn't say that. It probably can be done, but you have to be able to demonstrate it in some meaningful way. And so much of our world has been scrambled. And you know what I know, the people who were hard on the importance of frequency, they were marginalized, they were jailed, 
their tech was taken, all these kinds of things. But I do know that there are ranges that I think you can prove out of good frequencies, even if you just go back to like the Gregorian chants and things like this. But the other thing is I think Tesla left us a key in his one kind of meme statement about three, six, and nine, because I've been looking at numbers and reducing them for so long that I'm kind of coming to a point where with age change numbers or even frequencies that you might use on your body, if they reduce to three, six, and nine, I think you're getting down to the crux of being able to demonstrate something. But I, I think we can demonstrate solfeggios. There's a number of things, five, two, eight, you know, the musical things. I think there's a number of them that we can demonstrate but for my mind, the problem is, you know, we know people have gone out and measured a heart, a liver, these types of things. And I'm not sure that that's all been put together, at least in the public sphere. Put it this way, if there really are med beds, the people at the highest levels have all this worked out, I would estimate. I would say so. That there's an interesting little bit of research that just came out very, very recently that scientists have worked out that actually everything that people thought about the heart is, is slightly wrong, and that actually a heartbeat is creating a vortex and, and the heart actually spirals. It's the not a pump idea, right? Uh, well, it, it's not a pump. They've known for a while that it's actually the arteries that, that actually do a pumping action, but you know, they thought the heart beat in, in a sort of in-out method, but it actually has the spiraling vortex type movement to it, apparently. All right. Well, Jason, if you don't have anything, I'm going to start getting into the things that Clive is so well known for. I'll give you a chance to add anything before I move on. But for my part, Clive, there's not a day that goes by when I'm not taking your magnesium. I would not want to have to do without it at this point. I take it in the morning and I take a little bit more at night. So I'm guessing I take, I don't know, between seven and 10 of your magnesium capsules any given day. The other things like the things I got from Fortune is the Chlorofresh, but there are also iodine. There's just things that I've gotten from you that I can't easily replace. Well, the magnesium, I can't replace because you put it together. And to me, they're, they're essential. I mean, what would you add, Jason? I know you're taking some of the things. Yeah, I do. I'm curious though, with this conference you were at, life extension and those sort of things are very much part of the transhumanism movement. Are you seeing anything like that cropping up at these sort of events? No, no, I didn't see anything along those lines. One of the interesting but slightly upsetting things is that um, last year I was at the biggest English longevity conference and the, uh, the person who, who was the lead speaker there was uh, Russian Professor Kavinson very, very famous for his work. And he was the lead, he was going to be uh, the lead speaker at next at this year's, except he died. It's just not good when the longevity dropped <laughs> down dead. Well, well, but wait a minute, what killed him? A car accident's one thing, but if it was a heart attack, that's another. Well, my friend, who's one of his best friends, uh, said that um, uh, he was jabbed and he died suddenly. Well, I have mixed feelings. Um, so maybe he is a good longevity dude and he just fell for the trap. I don't know what to say about that. He fell for the trap, absolutely. You would think that these people would know better. I, I was shocked. So was my friend. That's a problem. Because if you can't work out what this whole inoculation craze was about, then I'm not sure I can follow the logic you might have applied to other things because that's, that's a shortcoming. I can't get by that. <laughs> Amazing. It's unreal. You want to add anything else, Jason? I'm going to jump into the gallbladder thing. 
No, let's go on. All right. So we're going to talk about a thing. Uh, a lot of people are probably going to get upset. And even, even what we're going to talk about, I'm telling you flat out that the Gerson, the thing that Gerson put on the table with coffee enemas, it's a big deal and it works. That's why it's a big deal. And then we've had guests on um, and we have links to uh, Marion that has, by her research, gone in, found out what it was about the coffee that was effective and created a coffee that's supposed to be better. And I agree. I think it is. It's a green coffee. So the coffee enema holds a place regardless of what Clive's going to say. But what Clive's, part of what Clive's going to say, a lot of people don't want to do the enema. They're not about the enema. And I know that's true. But it, to me, it doesn't diminish what Gerson brought to the table. So let's talk about uh, the gallbladder flush that doesn't require an enema, Clive. Well, you're, you're absolutely right that the coffee enema has a place in health history. You know, it's been written about since the 1850s. And uh, the results using it have been incredible, you know, from relief from cancer all sorts of incredible issues. And one of the big reasons is that there's a direct link between the bowel and the liver. And uh, coffee stimulates the liver to detoxify and get those toxins out. And so it's why people can feel relief almost immediately. But a retention enema for like 25 minutes is something people don't want to do, haven't got time for. They don't want to sit in a bath or whatever it is if there's another way, and there is. So uh, we've developed a suppository, and all you do at bedtime, pop it up your bum, and you know the liver's the primary detox organ, so pretty much everybody is you know, hugely toxic, clearly. You know, obviously, if you're eating a perfect diet, you're in much better shape. However, how many of us are? And you know, people are breathing and stuff like that. In America, almost nobody, even if they're trying. Yeah, exactly. You know, one, one of the signs of these sort of problems might be people who've got hemorrhoids, for instance, where the blood vessels, uh, the bottom of the colon sort of constrict and it all gets very nasty. And if, if your liver gets backed up, literally physical pressure causes hemorrhoids. So we do a supplement not only with coffee, but the elements that go with it for instance, EDTA, which is one of the greatest detoxification uh, remedies. And as a suppository, it's incredibly easy to use. You, know, you don't really even know anything's going on. And uh, a 10-day course is usually more than enough. You can tell, by the way, if you've got a liver problem, uh, if you go online, you can look up a an acupressure point called liver three, which is between the second and third toe, if I remember rightly. And if you press on the right point, it'll be very painful. If you're fine, then you haven't got a liver problem. If you have, oh boy, will you notice when you press liver point three. So that's quite a good test. Another way that you might know you've got a liver problem, you might have the soles of your feet might be very itchy for example. The result is quick, easy, really. So it's it's listed as LR3, and it looks like it's into the foot on the big toe, but a little off-center. So if you drew a perfect line, it would be between the big toe and the next biggest toe. Is that what you're referring to? 
Yeah, yeah, that uh, that is it. In fact, yes. So you can look up liver three or uh, LR three. The Chinese name is Tai Chong, T A I Chong. That's actually a good thing to know. But I mean, you've got my attention with this, Clive. Do you get what I call the liver dump? And I think Marion corrected me, saying that you're not saying that correctly. And I thought it was a liver dump. Apparently, it's the the gallbladder when you get that big swoosh out of your body and you feel like you're 16 instantly that's the gallbladder that's dumping with your product do you get that well we have a second product which is specifically a liver and gallbladder flush as opposed to the coffee enema and a lot of people will uh, do 10 days on one and then another 10 days on the other so with the liver gallbladder flush traditionally the method was to drink something like apple juice for a week or two, then drink a ridiculous amount of olive oil, then take Epsom salts, and it's very, very unpleasant, and you're meant to do it 12 times. I did it once and swore, well, never again. I'm just, huh. it's just so unpleasant. But a lot of people get stones out of the liver and gallbladder. So, you know, if anybody's ever had stones, I, I haven't, but I've had clients who've had kidney stones, gallstones, and the pain has been excruciating, absolutely excruciating, and sometimes hard to diagnose as to quite what it is. I had one client who arrived at the door in agony, so much so that I called an ambulance. First ambulance comes, can't figure it out. Second ambulance comes, they can't figure it out. Third ambulance comes, and they, they work it out and rush them into hospital. Now, would there have been an alternative? Possibly by the time he got to that stage, maybe not. However, uh, traditionally, uh, there's a herb called chanca piedra. And chanca piedra, you know, Spanish stone breaker, over a period of days, chanca piedra will uh, help dissolve stones. And that's one of the ingredients that are in the suppository. The issue with the traditional liver gallbladder flush is people get these green stones coming out for days, for days and days and days. I personally believe that drinking olive oil and all that apple juice is creating the green stones. But, but why do people have gallstones in the first place? Well, it's because they're not eating enough natural fats. You know, you, we're designed to eat natural fats. And if we don't, maybe we're eating seed oils, maybe we're eating margarine. Clive, where would natural fats be coming from? Well, primarily from animal products, uh, you know, butter, cheese, cream, fatty fish, fatty meat. Fatty fish probably being the biggest, you know, the most powerful source of them, perhaps. So clearly, if you're eating avocados and olive oil and to a certain degree, nuts and seeds, you might be getting enough oils. But, but let's say drenching your food in olive oil then that would be great. Lots of coconut oil, that would also be great. But for the people who followed the low-fat lie that they pushed for years and years, not only did they end up with Alzheimer's because your brain's mainly made of fat, but they had to have their gallbladder removed because it got sludgy. It just wasn't being in use. So everything, all the bile, everything sort of dries up and eventually can form stones, which can become incredibly painful. So if anybody has had gallstones once before, luckily they've still got their gallbladder, then be aware that eating more fat or taking a, an ox bile supplement or you know a bile supplement, something to make the bile 
uh, move properly could also be a good idea. Things like vitamin D, you know, all sorts of things you can do to help activate the gallbladder and make things work properly again. But it, it's a huge problem. And of course, once they've taken out a gallbladder, then the doctors don't tell you that you ought to be taking like ox bile. That's the famous one. So if you can't make your own bile, you still want to make it. It's still a useful thing, particularly if you ever want to eat fatty foods ever again. So I'm going to come back around because you have two products and I feel like we put a decent description around the suppository, but I want to better define the other one. But I knew that I needed more fats. One of the things I did, actually Fortune told me that just coffee, like good organic coffee by itself has a health benefit. And I kept questioning about that. But what I do is I put real cacao powder in my coffee. I sweeten it with organic honey. And I put coconut oil, organic coconut oil, which at room temperature is a solid. Um, And at first, I don't know, for some people, you'd have to get used to it. If you don't like coconut, it won't work. But now it's like I want it. So every morning I know I'm getting the coconut oil. And I started doing this when I started offering my dog uh, half a teaspoon of coconut oil and realizing that he really wanted it. But anyhow, I want to come back around. You defined the suppository, but I'm not quite clear on the other product that helps replace the coffee enema. What is it? So the one that replaces the coffee enema contains coffee, uh, EDTA, and then other factors to go with it. And it does exactly the same job that the coffee enema does, but over hours rather rather than actually needing an enema at all. So it's, it's the same thing as the coffee enema, if you like, with couple of additions. How do you ingest it? Uh, you pop it up your bum. It's a suppository. Okay, that's the suppository. But I felt like you said there was another product on top of that. There are two different suppositories. Okay. One is the liver gallbladder flush suppository, and the other is the coffee enema suppository. Got it. Now, can you do these in conjunction, or do you have to do them in different days, this kind of thing? Well, some people will do, uh, you know, the course is 10. And you might do 10 of one and then follow it with 10 of the other. Do you get what I call the liver dump, which I guess is actually a gallbladder dump and not to be rude, but when I first did this years ago, uh, the VA had, when I was out of the Marine Corps, had me on uh, opiates. And so I won't even explain what that does to you, but I got into the Gerson thing and I started doing it. I did it a couple of times and I wasn't that impressed. And then I had what I call the liver dump. And it's like instantaneous. All of a sudden, I felt like I was 16 again. It was like it blew my mind. And the stuff that comes out of you, you kind of realize this is the real deal. So with one or the other of these suppositories, do you get that? I guess it's a a gallbladder release. Well, I think it probably depends how toxic you are. Probably if you're eating, uh, you know, military food, one's probably very toxic indeed, particularly with all the vaccines, everything else they give you. So for some people, they will notice they'll feel great. Others might feel nothing at all. There's another tip, by the way, gallbladder 41. You can press on that point and see how your gallbladder is. Well, just to put a fine point on it, the third, second or third time when I had done the Gerson thing for the first time, when it actually hit, what comes out of you is like Ghostbusters. And in my case, it smelled chemically. It was just horrific thinking, damn, that was in me. And had I not done this, 
that would still be in me. So you feel like these two products serve the same function as a Gerson process would do. Yeah, exactly. It can be quite dramatic. It all depends how much gunk you're all clogged up with, right? Exactly. You know, I tried it and, you know, sort of nothing happened, but, uh, you know, I, I think I'm okay. Well, you probably live a lot cleaner than a lot of people. Yeah, I do. Even my young years, the amount of partying we did that had to, you know, leave a lot of pollution behind in the body. But let's keep pushing on. You got anything, Jason? I'm going to push into the vitamin B complexes. Nope, let's do it. All right. You, oh, I wanted to ask you, Vicky contacted me and she sent me some things. Are these the two things we just covered? Will they be in what you've sent me to try? I believe so, yes. Okay, so I can report back because I will, in fact, give that a go. Anything to do with this, the idea of this method, I'm big on it. And it is almost miraculous, some of the disease that have been shown to be cured by just simply the Gerson method alone. But you also have a new vitamin B complex, which is apparently getting rave reviews. Well, the first person I gave it to, pretty much, was one of my daughters. And she was finding that like four o'clock in the afternoon, she was just flaking out, wanted to have a rest. And on day one of trying the B complex, uh, she no longer feels tired in the afternoon anymore. So the B vitamins in general are about happiness. They're about energy. You know, those are the two crucial things. And if you like, I could go through them one by one because each one is incredible and as a complex. And if you're taking B, B vitamins, you want to take them as a complex. You can additionally take extra of each one if you've got the complex as a base. And some people need extra of each one. When you say complex, you're, you're basically saying that there's a tablet with multiple things in it, multiple Bs in it. Is that what you mean by a complex? Yeah, it's a capsule that's got all the important B vitamins. You know, there, there are about basically nine, along with some other bits and pieces that uh, are considered the crucial ones. B1 is very, very interesting. B1 is the answer for diabetic neuropathy. So you know, there are so many diabetics out there who are getting tingling in their hands and feet. Maybe they're beginning to lose feeling in their feet. Um, you know, they might have a feeling of like vibration going on or numbness. And uh, they're low on vitamin B1. I mean, it's um, so well known to everybody except the doctor who obviously believes it's a drug deficiency. So other B1 issues might look like a heart attack. I mean, there are many factors, of course, that uh, can lead to heart attacks, but B1, you know, so many people are low on it. And the reason they might be low on it might be that they're drinking too much alcohol. It might be like me, that I'm drinking uh, too much black tea. You know, green tea has fabulous health benefits. Black tea in small amounts has health benefits, but in large amounts, it can deplete uh, B1. Other things that can deplete B1 are things like pregnancy, but primarily it is inadequate diet. You know, people just aren't eating enough. And other things that can affect it, if, if people are on drugs, obviously from the doctor, you know, diuretics, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, if you're deficient, you might get neuropathy, you might get all those sort of cardiovascular symptoms. The doctor might say you've got an enlarged heart or tachycardia. 
you might have difficulty breathing, your muscles might be weak, or you might even have seizures. If you're vomiting for no reason, uh, or you've got swelling, particularly in the ankles, for instance, anorexics are B1 deficient. You know, how many doctors know that, that somebody presents with anorexia? You know, that's what they need, B1. And uh, you know, so many lives are really damaged with that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an easy fix. B2, which is riboflavin, and by the way, in America in particular, there are lots of fortified foods, fortified milk, fortified cereals, fortified, fortified, fortified bread, and be very wary of anything that says fortified. Do not buy it because they fortify it with synthetic vitamins rather than the real ones. And the reason they have to put the vitamins in anyway is that the children eating the cereal would die from beriberi, which is vitamin B1 deficiency, or a host of other things, ultra-processed foods are really damaging everybody. And ultra-processed foods, you can tell which ones they are because they're dry. You know, dry foods last almost forever, and it suits the shelf life supermarket to have everlasting products virtually. So if it's dry, it's not food, not really. All food, if you think about it, is wet real food. So with B2, people are feeling tired. With children, if, if a child isn't growing fast enough, or a big one, cracks around the mouth, corners of the mouth, especially if this is happening in summer, you know, one might expect it slightly in winter, B2 should stop those cracks and sores around the mouth. Tired eyes, if you've got sensitivity to light, you know, your throat is sore or swelling. It protects against cataracts, migraines, autism. You, know, you can get it in loads of foods, things like brewer's yeast, lots of B vitamins and brewer's yeast. You can get, get it from almonds. You can get it from organ meats. You can get it from a whole host of foods. However, it's worth noting with almonds that a lot of people, well, uh, it turns out from the research I've been doing recently that almonds more people are allergic to almonds than almost anything else. And people think of almonds as a sort of benign sort of food. But you know, if, if you're not well, maybe your nose is running, you just can't figure out, you know, some food that I'm eating, could it be the almond milk? Or there's you know, almonds in lots of uh, manufactured products. So that's B2. Then B3, it starts getting really interesting. People who can have almonds, uh, it's a wonderful cure for headaches for some people. And uh, it might be the vitamin B2 that is doing the curing because it, you know, it's known for, for headaches. It works for me. I always tell people with headaches, try, try almonds. Of course, so many people are allergic to nuts these days. And there's a good question. What's causing that? <laughs> That was not a thing. When I was young in school, the peanut allergy was not a thing. Exactly. The gluten intolerance was not a thing. So you know, it, it's a mixture of the glyphosate herbicide, you know, the fact that a crop that's dry is easier, easier to harvest than a crop that's wet. So they spray on glyphosate, which kills the, the corn, kills the wheat, whatever it is. So then the combine comes through. And they can hoover up every single grain because it was dry. 
the agricultural system in the world is so messed up. The biggest problem, you know, people's biggest health problem is the fact that they're eating what the industry calls food, which clearly isn't. So let me tell you about vitamin D3. First time I heard about it was there's a psychiatrist up in Canada who in the sort of 50s and 60s had a client who was Bill Wilson. Bill W. was one of the two founders of Alcoholics Anonymous. And he was a depressive. And Dr. Hoffer, the, uh, the doctor, suggested he, he took niacin, vitamin B3. And within two weeks, he was cured. He then proposed to AA that they made niacin the 13th step. And AA, it didn't suit AA. And they basically sacked him from his own organization. But he went on, well, Dr. Hoffer went on, I should say, to treat uh, schizophrenics and people who are bipolar, you know, manic depressive, various depressive illnesses with niacin uh, with an incredible cure rate. I mean, just incredible. So it's one of those things that you have to get the dosage right. And there are basically two types of niacin. There's pure vitamin B, pure niacin, which gives you a body flush. Then there's a flush-free variety. Now, the first time I tried niacin, uh, I bought the sort of economy pack, the strong version, took a 1,000 milligrams, don't do this, <laughs> and drove, got in the car and drove up to London, got about 10 minutes and realized I was dying. I'd gone <laughs> purple. My heart felt like it was going to leap out of my, in my chest. And I, luckily, there was a, a lay-by, so I had to pull over and die. Then I suddenly remembered, oh, shit, you're meant to take, like, start with 25 milligrams, not 1,000. Uh, yeah, after about 10 minutes, I'd recovered and uh, felt fine again, felt quite good. So don't do that. That happened to me, Clive. The VA put me on niacin years ago, and she didn't tell me anything about the flush, non-flush. She told me by a different name to take the flush kind. She said it was the only one that worked. And she told me to take a thousand milligrams at bedtime. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I too thought I was dying. Uh, I was so hot. I felt like my body was being burned, <laughs> but the exact same thing happened to me. Yeah. So basically Dr. Hoffer was the first to show that imbalanced cholesterol can be fixed using vitamin B3 as the flushing type. So let's just talk about the flushing type first. Let's say somebody's got erectile dysfunction. You can probably imagine that a big flush, rush of blood, uh, would uh, do great things uh, for the penis. And, you know, basically, niacin, the flushing type, is a vasodilator, just like Viagra is. So if you've got heart condition, uh, you know, there can be reasons to use the flushing type. But if the problems are in your mind, you know, you're depressed, you don't need the flushing type. Uh, you can use the non-flushing type. So I've put together a niacin complex, which has 25 milligrams of the flushing type because a little bit of pure niacin you know, is good for you. Some people feel the flush at 25 milligrams, others don't feel it. But whenever you're taking a B vitamin, it's best to take it with food. Women apparently seemingly are more sens sensitive to B vitamins than men. But um, you know, just to avoid sensitivity, 
just take it with a meal. You can experiment after you've started and try it without the meal, and you might just be fine. You know, people, everybody's different. So how much of the non-flushing type do you need? Well, for you know, just let's say you just want to keep everything lovely, make sure your levels of B3 are enough. There's enough B3 in my B complex for Mr. and Mrs. Average. However, if you're dealing with depression, for example, then you might want to take, start with uh, one capsule. And, well, Bill W. needed the equivalent of five capsules a day uh, to get over his problems. Not that he's going to necessarily need that forever. You know, some people have a niacin deficiency, but some have a niacin dependency. So some, some people will, will need it permanently. Uh, others may just need a, a large dose temporarily. So three grams is often what people need to break through. But some people need more. There's a famous story told by Dr. Andrew Saul of this woman who was so depressed, she just used to sit in the corner and rock. And that's, that was all. They gave her niacin every day. They gave her a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. And suddenly she snapped right out of it, was back at the dinner table having a conversation as if nothing had ever happened. So, uh, you know, the people with schizophrenia or manic depression will need to find their own dose, take the vitamin B complex at the same time. And um, uh, it, it's super effective. While we're on the subject of depression, by the way, some people, not, not everybody, some people benefit from lithium orotate. No other version of lithium, but lithium orotate. 100 times less uh, harmful than the lithium they give people in the mental institutions. All the benefits are 100 times less downsides. Then for some people, tryptophan. Well, tryptophan can be a magic answer, maybe for one in 20. You know, it can be the missing link, if you like. But for everybody... Uh, magnesium, particularly if somebody's depressed, magnesium, vitamin D if they're not getting sunshine, vitamin C, you know, all these things make such a big difference. But uh, one of the biggest differences, of course, is making sure you're not eating your way to depression. You know, ultra-processed foods are not going to make, make anybody happy exactly. While we're on B3, it's been used along with sodium bicarbonate uh, for reversing chronic kidney disease, I mean, it's just uh, mega. It's been used for treating ADHD with huge success. Various diseases, fatigue, uh, Raynaud's. If people are on birth control pills, if they're type 2 diabetic, they're going to be very low on niacinamide, the, 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 the non-flushing type. Yeah, it, I could go on. It's just huge. Um, there's a book which is I'd recommend called uh, Niacin, The Real Story by Abraham Hoffer, the guy I was telling you about. And it is incredible. I mean, it's you know, anybody who's on a statin, which, which would be very foolish, but if somebody is, uh, niacin works way better. But cardiovascular disease, everything that they claim a statin can do, you're just low on vitamin B3. You know, and pretty much everybody is really low on almost everything. There was a, a clinical trial, double blind, 12 weeks with 72 uh, patients, and uh, all had arthritis. 
they did three grams a day, and uh, they reduced their severity of inflammation by 29%. Of niacin? Three grams of niacin? Yes, uh, they the non-flushing type. If you're taking my B-complex with the niacin in it, uh, you would need the, the niacin complex separately. And the best thing is to split it up because if you take the blend, uh, if you took six at once, then the flush might be more than, than you would possibly uh, want to deal with. So if you're doing the high dose of niacin, you know, take one or two at a time, you can build the flush up. You know, Within a week, you could probably build up with the niacin from you know, a flushing dose of 25 milligrams. You could probably build up to 1,000 milligrams in a week. You get over it pretty quick. I did. I think it was three or four days and it wasn't bothering me. Yeah, exactly. So Clive, we're getting close to the top of the hour. How many more bees are in the complex that we're talking about? Well, uh, there's B5, there's B6, uh, B9, B12. Should we hit each of these and roll up into the second hour with these? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, they're all super interesting. So I, I want to ask a couple questions. Now, I, I think I've asked this a few times. When I was a kid here in Rhode Island, you know, there's mosquitoes and there were all these folk cures. So mosquitoes wouldn't bite you. I always remember there was one summer when they said it was some B vitamin. And I always remember it as B12, but I don't think that's right. Are you aware of any B vitamin that you can take regularly that apparently creates a situation where mosquitoes don't want to bite you? Have you ever heard of this? I have heard of it, but I, I can't recall which, uh, which one it is at all. But I'm sure I'm sure we could look it up and find it pretty much right away. Yeah. Um, if you do get bitten by anything, by the way, uh, the Tesla device often switches that sort of problem right off. Yeah, the zapper that we've covered, if people remember that, uh, works super. I mean, I got nailed by a deer tick. It was the tiniest tick I ever got bit by, and it was the most painful. And it did give me the red ring. By chance, uh, David Avocado Wolf was here. He gave me a zapper, and I never had any problem. And, and the pain went away within an hour of using the zapper. But Jason, is there anything you want to get in? I guess we're going to come back. And we're going to pick up and complete the B complex, but also there's a new tooth protection and strengthening serum. We're going to talk about liquid zeolite, uh, a happiness blend, its effects on schizophrenics and bipolar individuals. And uh, we're also going to get into a change in the UK. Apparently the UK was bragging about the professional footballers who got the COVID jab, but those are things that are going to come up in the second hour. Jason, anything you want to get in before I wrap up hour one? Well, Clive, I think it's safe to say that not all B vitamins are the same. For instance, Monster Energy Drink and Red Bull Drink and all those have lots of B vitamins in them, but they're probably not the best for you, right? Well, well, well exactly. I mean, I, I can't speak for those brands, but the problem is that the synthetic versions are the cheap versions, and synthetic vitamins don't work. In fact, synthetic vitamins will do you harm. And you know, if you ever see in the the media where it says, you know, vitamin proved to be dangerous, that will be a synthetic one. It's not the real thing. That's got to be about vibration, doesn't it? So say there's a molecule in nature, which we call some vitamin, and some lab somewhere absolutely figures out how to synthetically synthesize that molecule or whatever it is. That may be true, but the vibration is not the same, is it? Yeah, well, absolutely right. Uh, absolutely right. And you know, the body recognizes natural products 
knows exactly how to deal with them. The body has no idea what to do with synthetic products. So generally, it's best the best way to deal with toxins is the body will park them in fat. And, you know, just look around that most people are overweight. And it, it may not be their fault. You know, they eat too much because the food is empty. So they've got to eat more to try and get the nutrients that are barely there. Then they get the toxins and the body parks those toxins. In fact, it doesn't know how to excrete them. And one of the next things we could be talking about is the other way to get these toxins out. You know, we've talked about the liver and gallbladder and the coffee enema, but there are, there are further ways to make sure things come out. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap up our one. And by the way, I hope I hope you guys send me the B complex. I want to try each of the things we've talked about in our one so I can report back. Uh, I'm really excited about the gallbladder flush and the uh, liver detox, these two suppositories. I really want to check those out. But as I said, we've got a lot that we're going to cover in hour two. Clive, why don't you tell folks where they can find you and your work? And just so everybody knows, if you go to the website, and click on the sponsored link in the at the very top in the upper left is a link to Clive DeCarl. Clive, are we doing a discount on this time? So there is going to be a discount. The code is HEALTHFREEDOM777, and it's good for 10% off of your order. And it will be good for one week after the show airs. And Clive, please tell us all your contact info one more time. Yeah, people have heard me talk about these Tesla devices, you know, 100-year-old. If anybody wants to buy a restored original Tesla device, I restore them and sell them. So if you want to contact me, Clive at CliveDecarl.com, you can get hold of me there. And uh, there's the link to my supplement website uh, on Crow's uh, site. You should be able to click through that. Then I have something called SecretHealthClub.com. When I got censored, off all the sites years ago, I created a private members club uh, where all the information that I'm not actually allowed to speak about, or you know, publicly in England anyway, all the information's there. So when I stopped doing consultations, people say, well, who, who do I see? And I said, well, look, I put all the information that I think is super important on each health subject right here. Hopefully uh, you can look there and hope to find the answers. All right, just to be clear, that is clivedcarl.com. Carl is C-A-R-L-E, clivedcarl.com. We'll get you there. And by the way, both Jason and myself, we both have the Tesla devices. This stuff is real deal. And there are knockoffs and there is Chinese crap knockoffs. The real old devices is what Clive does and he refurbishes them in a real way. And they're amazing. And it's so sad that, you know, this tech used to be laying around in almost every dentist office and barbershop. It's unreal what's what's happened to our world. But I'm going to wrap up our one of episode 565. Again, if you want to find Clive, go to the sponsored links, top left, Clive DeCarl image. If there is a discount, we'll put it in links, uh, in comments, I mean, or it will be under the image that will click you through. With that, I'm going to bring episode 565, hour one, to a close, and I hope to see everybody logged in as a member for hour two. Hour one is free to everybody at crow777radio.com. Members know to log in for the full episode. Members get access to every forum. They can create their own forums. They get access to all comments, and they can download and watch the two-hour film called Shoot the Moon anytime they like. And by the way, there's a lot of footage in that film particularly the double sun footage, which may end up mattering in our era. 
That film now has 10 awards out in the film circuit world. With that, I hope to see you over for hour two, logged in as a member, and I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Cheers. Is the enemy of knowing. Come.